Um, okay, well, so I do actually have a confession to make, which is um, I didn't watch The Flash. The which ends. one? Jack Ascend. Oh, but you know it goes on in it, though. I mean, like, I know what happens, but it literally was, like, the thing I was most looking forward to. Oh, no. You just didn't have time? Yeah, it just, like, last night I was supposed to read it, and then, like, people were, like, calling, I had, like, calls for work, and then, like, that, like, then I ended up having to make, like, personal phone calls, too, and, like, then it was 2 o'clock in the morning, and I was just like, I guess I'll do it tomorrow, and then Mother's Day happened, and now we're here, and I didn't get to see our favorite arch agent ascending. Yeah. Oh, man. And I actually don't remember what happens in it. Okay, well, I'll try to be very descriptive at the end. Okay. That'll be, that'll be, I think that might be fun, is you reminding me what happens. All right, but, I mean, the thing is that I actually, I mean, I just watched it once, and then at the end I was like, okay, so, a lot of things happened there, and I tried to remember them, and so I was like, did I miss anything? So I was hoping that you would have... Oh, gosh. All right, well, you want, you want, I should just watch it right now. No, this this is fine. This is a good cold open. Oh no, no! I feel like I should watch it. We can we can watch it at the end if you have if you okay. need to. That works. That sounds good. All we right. could like watch it. <laughs> we could live watch it. Yeah, just go like oh ah. Hams hams react. <laughs> well, like you'll react and I'll be like I don't know. My initial reaction to everything is always it's happening. It's it's the thing. Yeah. So I don't know how Which is always true. It's always true. But Everything like happens so much. Yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in horses. <laughs> Welcome to the Hamstake Podcast. Where we read Homestuck and tell you about it. I'm Alex and I have not read Homestuck before. My name's Lydia and I super have... Uh, so this week we are going to tell you about pages 3508 through, nope, I'm moving all of my windows around possible, except for the productive one, 3508 through 3568. In which some questions get answered and some answers get questioned. Oh, wow. That's, you could use that as the, like, summary text for literally every single reading we've done, I think. (laughs) That was good. Yeah. Have you? Did you think? Did, was that off the cuff? No. Yeah, I thought of that like a couple, a couple minutes ago. Oh. <laughs> good. Uh, good job sitting on that one, though. Thanks. Good writing. I didn't want to just like jump right into the call and just blurt that out. <laughs> you just get excited about them sometimes. I understand. I understand. Um, um, but yeah, today was actually like a really dense reading. Yeah. Sorry so, about that. <laughs> it's okay. No, it was it was good. Um, but maybe we should like power through yeah we're gonna have to power through um so to begin with so we're in our apocalyptic future hanging out with our exile buddies um the wayward vagabond and the aimless renegade are making a crown for the windswept questant out of some tin cans and they're presenting it and pm sees them approaching her and is transported in her memory back to her own time in the distant past when she approached the White Queen in a big golden palace. Yeah, so um, we saw the Black Queen, I think it was last time, or the time before, Yep. Um, who had, like, basically her body uh, showed, like, it had protrusions coming out of it that were, like, the, um, the prototyped curtain sprites. 
Right. Um, so, so she had a uh, she had a jester hat. Her crown, which was sort of welded to her head, had sort of morphed into a jester hat, and she mm. had tentacles and a slash in her eye. Yeah. Um, so the White Queen is the exact same, except mirrored. Like her sprite was flipped. I didn't notice that. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, for a second, I thought that PM was there to like assassinate her. Me but too. She, but she was just like, no. She's like looking for guidance. She's like, uh, this guy in the Dark Kingdom like told me to assassinate you. What should I do? Isn't that beautiful? I feel like that's so like. She's so like brave and pure. Yeah, she's good. She's a good one. Yeah. Um. So what the White Queen does is she removes that um ring with four pearls on it, and that actually turns her body back to normal. Uh huh. So it seems like, 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 and like instantly. So it seems like the, um, the prototyping is contained in that ring. Um, and she gives it to PM and tells her to, or she, she actually, um, she gives her the crown as well. Yeah. Um, and tells PM to take those to the white king who's on the battleground. Right. And, uh, and go, he was going to tell her how to properly, like, safely dispose of the ring. Um, and he would give her his crown, too, because the idea being, like, that putting the hits out on them, all she really has to do is bring back their crowns. And right. be like, hey, look, I killed them. So they're helping her get this package, and they're also, um, they seem to understand how important it is. And Yeah, and they also seem to be, uh, pretty willing to take a loss, which is interesting given what we learn later in the comic about some cosmology. But they're, like, yeah, they're just like... Oh, you need this package? Oh, sure. We'll just like lose this war for you. No problem. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. Um, we'll 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 lose this war for you so that you can retrieve this package that you heard that you needed to pick up because of a girl in the future who plays mm-hmm. this game. Like, oh man, it's bizarre. It's, it is. It's pretty. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. This is. This is. I. I say like every other episode. Like this is when it gets big and weird. I think it maybe has not gotten quite so much bigger. This time, but I think I think it's gotten big and weird this episode, I feel. Okay. Um, but now we head back to the near future where PM sees WQ again, and she kneels down and she's refilled she's fulfilled her royal duty. Um I'm not exactly solid on what her royal duty was, but she's I guess explaining it. I, th- I think it's just like she fulfilled it a while ago, and this is the this is the first time they've seen each other again. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and I get, I get, I'm sorry, I get such chills. Mm-hmm. Of, like, when she puts the crown on her. Oh God, yeah. She just like she's just like this like trembling like creature like wandering around in the desert, and then the white queen like crowns her like her real crown mm-hmm. and puts it on her and. Uh, and everyone's like, oh, or maybe it's not her real crown. I think it is the tin can crown. Yeah, so it's Nobody tin has can. a real one. But yeah. but uh but yeah, she takes it and instead of taking it from taking it for herself, she puts it on PM and AR and WV are like glancing at each other furiously and Serenity's and like just has a big surprised mouth. Yeah. <laughs> um that's really I get such chills about that scene. I, I love PM. She tries so hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we cut to Lolar, which is Still a good place. The land of um, light and rain, which I was trying to like remember what it was called, mm-hmm. and I was like, the wind of 
or the land of um, rain and sun, but that's Loris, um, Loris <laughs> Terrell. <laughs> that's good. That's good. From the hit TV series. Post Game of Thrones. <laughs> Pretty much. I, um, gotcha. I, my brother was talking about how he was excited to, in his study room that he found, to watch um, Game of Thrones tonight when it comes on at nine. And I was like, it's really funny that you still watch that bad show. And yeah. I, but then he was like, your mind's just being poisoned by like a podcast. And I was like, no, I haven't been able to watch that show since season five. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, anyway. But, yeah. Um, so we go back, yeah, so we go back to Lolar, and she, Rose has found Jasper Sprite. Mm-hmm. As in um, her, her, uh, squid princess doll Sprite has prototyped with her dead cat's taxidermied body for Jaspers. a refresher. Jasper's. Her dead cat Jasper's. Yeah, um, but, uh, Jasper's is, is a cat, so he's kind of only interested in, uh, food. <laughs> and until until he talks about food, he just meows. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, he says that the denizen, which is the um, the boss that's sleeping underground in this on this planet, on has, each kid's planet, on, right. yeah, has eaten all the life in the ocean. Um, and then he he um, he tells her that she's asleep on the moon, or he tells her that she's asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but we know that means on the moon. Um, and then he's like, Rose, I'm just, Rose, I'm just a cat. I'm just a cat, and I don't know much about these things, but, and, um, I just, like, Hussey, like, is so, he's so great at doing voice, like, he does so many different voices in this comic, and I really like Jasper Sprites. Yeah, because he just kind of, like, meows, 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 and he's like, oh, I, I know these things suddenly, like, I can tell you these things, but I'm just a cat, like, I can't really, like, understand what's going on. And she's like, it sounds like you aren't exactly in command of this information. Uh, and then she's just like, you're a good cat. I missed you. And he purrs. Yeah. It's really, really, really cute. Um, okay, but yeah, so um, what's the, the actual exposition that's delivered here is basically that it's this very confused thing. Um, Rose later describes it as listening to a five-year-old describe a dream. Mm-hmm. But um, it has to do with, um, like, if you think about um, rain as, like, vibrating strings that produce sounds and then um, musical notation for those songs and then the letters that create life, um, a.k.a. nucleotide sequences. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, okay. I hope that's not a, a big beat you over the head spoiler, but he pretty no, much... No, no, that... That that makes way more sense. Yeah, uh, he basically says, "Yeah, the the letters that that have all the information you need to create life." And so he's he's trying to get her to draw a connection between like the rain and like playing music and nucleotide like base pair sequences. Okay. So we don't really know how that works yet. No. Um, but oh, and it also has something to do with her scribbles on her walls. Uh, in on Earth or in the Dream Moon, both, I guess. Right. Um, but yeah, like um, Jasper says that um, Sleeping J or Sleeping Rose can play the rain on this planet, um, which creates life, and that makes a lot more sense. 
given what Lydia just said. Right. Um, okay, so Rose asks Jade about the dream stuff, but she, she, um, she pretty much has it all figured out. Um, Jade just kind of confirms her suspicions. Mm-hmm. So, like, Rose is like, hey, like, when Jasper said, like, I'm asleep, did he mean, like, metaphorically? I, like, have to awaken my, like, I have to get enlightened? Or am I, like, literally asleep? And Jade's like, yeah, there's, like, a version of you on a moon that is, like, literally asleep. <laughs> and, um, and you have to wake up. Yeah, so it's good to, it's good to have them, like, on the same page. Yeah, um, with the, the idea being that, like, apparently Rose has really bad dreams all the time. Um, mm-hmm. And it's because, uh, well, like, obviously when you're asleep, if your dream self isn't awake yet, well, I say obviously, but yeah, if your dream self isn't awake yet while you're... Then you're Earth having like self is dreaming. You're having like double dreams. Yeah, you're having these very like introspective right. dreams, and you're just ruminating on issues that you have within yourself and working. You're having like normal dreams, but Rose has really rough dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and that also means, or that is connected to the fact that Rose it turns out has subconsciously scribbled on her walls, like John did a while ago. Right. And Rose wants Dave, who's her server player, to send her a picture of her room because, like, like John, she wouldn't be able to see them, see the marks herself. Mm-hmm. But Dave could look at her room and send her a screen cap. But he is AFK. Um, meanwhile, on Prospect, Jade, like Dream Jade, is sitting mm-hmm. on Dream John's bed. Yeah, just like at him. the foot, like typing away, and he's asleep, and it's really cute. Yeah, she's wrote on the wall, she wrote, uh, wake up, John, you can do it, with lots of exclamation points. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Dave is AFK because um, the meteor is, like, bearing down on him very much, and he is uh, climbing up the tower to where his kernel sprite and his, like, egg have nested. Yeah, so he's kind of in a bind right now. He's he's cutting it kind of close to the wire. Yeah, things are very exciting. Um, but meanwhile, uh, John is getting trolled by Gallo's Calibrator. She is. Um, so, she has a plan. Because remember, she wants to help John uh, basically skip the entire game and go to the final boss. Right. Um, so she sees that in his... She knows that in his um, in his house, when he was doing all the alchemy stuff, one of the like amalgamate objects he made was a rocket pack with a cinder block, a violin, and a plant pot in it. So it doesn't work. Um, but she says if if he gives her the code for uh, that object, then the troll's hacker guy, who doesn't want to talk to the humans, but they do have a hacker guy, um, he can reverse engineer the objects and get the code for just the rocket pack. There's a lot of, like, there's some textual comedy with this, with these um, these codes. Yeah. So the code for the amalgamate that John gives... Uh, CG or GC is um, like a like DSK, a keyboard smash. JHSDK. And she's like, "Is that a joke? Are you just like keyboard mashing at me?" Um, and he's like, "No, I'm serious. That's the code." Yeah. And she's like, "Okay, um, well, I'll get, I'll give that to our hacker, and I'll get the, um, the code to, back to you in like less than a second. And then she's like, "Pshoo," um, spelled. P-C-H-O-O-O-O-O. Um, and John interprets that as, like, oh, she's gonna, like, hurry up and, like, get the code. 
Yeah, she's being onomatopoetic. And then she's yeah. like, well. And he's he's like, are you there? And she's like, yeah. Um, and he's like, well, what's the code? And she's like, I just gave it to you. Um, <laughs> Who's on first? Yeah. So, but, so he, so he, that's the code for just like a regular rocket pack. Is Pachu. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's really cute. Like, they... Like, John is like, oh, I'm really sorry, I just, like, didn't understand. And she's like, oh, it's okay, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, really cute, like, they're actually being friends. Yeah! Um, she also calls his brain a bone nook, which is funny. Like, he has an underdeveloped bone nook. Yeah. I, I um, like the trolls' names for anatomy. Yeah, because, like, I, th- I think, like, a lot of their stuff is, like, based on their horns, like, being bony. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, oh, like suck on my hard bone or whatever i guess yeah it's we'll we'll get there (laughs) yeah that was a bad example but you know it's a lot of stuff about bone nooks and stuff and it's it's kind of gross actually but (laughs) anyway i like john has given her a lot of like blah blah like i got trolled so hard and she just says i am unfazed by your human blows (laughs) she's so cute um then we have a really cute interaction. Well, not cute. There's actually a really important, pivotal interaction between Dave mm-hmm. and John, but we just haven't seen them interact a lot lately, and I forgot that I don't hate Dave when he's interacting with John. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is, yeah, this is pretty important. Um, so we take it from this... Nice. <laughs> Alex has been consistently dropping the L from Colonel Sprite. I thought I thought it was just Colonel Sprite. No, it's Colonel Sprite. Sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, she just like passive aggressively changed my notes in front of me. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, God. It's okay. It's okay. Um, so yeah, so this conversation when John has the rocket pack is obviously slightly further in the future than we see Dave. We just saw Dave, so. This, like, Dave talks to, to John, but he's already in the medium. Let's, okay, so let's lay this out. The last time we saw John in this reading, he was setting up his rocket pack. So we're sticking with John in that timeline. Yeah. Earlier, we saw Dave climbing a tower, about to be blown up by a meteor, going towards his egg. Um, now, Dave and John are having a conversation. It's a little bit after we last saw Dave. If right. that makes sense. There's a lot of weird timeline-ness going on here today that actually yeah. is really important to keep straight. Yeah. Um, so they're right. having this conversation, and yes. Dave's asking John what's up, and John's like, yeah, I got a rocket pack. I'm about to blast off into space and beat the game because I got some advice from a troll. And Dave's like, I think you're fucking something up really bad. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't really know, so he doesn't really do anything. Right. Um, he also mentions that his Colonel Sprite seems to want to be reprototyped, um, and I assume that's because it can't talk and it like needs to have a sentient or like speaking um, element to it. Yeah, it needs a second prototyping because right now it's just the Colonel Sprite with the um, <laughs> dead crow with a sword through it. Right. Oh, I thought I thought it was just like a crow and a sword, but I guess that's oh. just one. That's just one thing. Yeah, it, it, that entity of the crow with the sword is later described it, as Seppu Crow. Right, yeah. 
Um, um, but yeah, so then John is ignoring Dave's misgivings. Uh, Capsulogs a... So you call her a sentient being. She's not really sentient. They're, like, kind of, like, puppets. The, the, the salamanders? They're, like... Sen- I mean, they're, they're stupid, but they're not, like... She's fine. Little folks, Casey is fine. Folks, John Capsulogs a, a, a person. She's fine. All For, she does I is mean, blow bubbles. I mean, like... Her mental capabilities aside, I didn't, like, I haven't seen any precedent for living creatures of any sort being able to be capsulogged. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's a special case. So she's... Consorts are a special case. They're, like, created. Well, you just, oh, you just told me she's a consort. Yeah. Well, okay. The consorts are all those people who, like, live on the planet, and they're, like, like the other people, but they're just kind of, like, NPCs. They're kind of, like, the soldiers of the battlefield, like... Okay. They're sort of... It's a weird gray area. Yeah, okay, fine. It's weird that he... They don't... Like, ah! Just, just let it... Let me have this joke. He just wants to bring her along. She's gonna okay. have an adventure. Okay, alright. Okay. I, I, I was just bringing attention to how weird it was. It is pretty weird. Um, But yeah, so John uh, blasts off up, and we see, like, a big, huge, like handout image of him just blasting past the first gate, past his house, mm-hmm. up to the second gate. With a big loud pachoo sound yeah. effect. Yes. Alright. Then we and, then we get to uh, Dave Accelerate, right? Yeah, we get an animation. Um, and this is Dave Accelerate. And it's him, it's Dave, kicking ass in the land of heat and clockwork. Um, and last week, when we were asked to guess the names of the other lands, I guessed it was Cogs and Lava, so I'm I'm pretty impressed with how spot on I was. Mm-hmm. Because there are Cogs and Lava there. It's mm-hmm. just not called that. Nailed it. Um, so this Dave is obviously further in the future. He's got some gear. He has, like, a, a broken sword, but, like, a big one that can, like, extend into a full sword for, like, combos. Yeah. Um, he's got like these, like disc, like DJ, like discs mm-hmm. that he can summon in the air, and they like do magic things. And he has a cal sprite, which is his um, kernel sprite, uh, prototyped with Cal the puppet. Little Cal, his bros, creepy marionette, like weirdly like. It's, oh god, I can't it's, even, I'm listening out on Pat Cal right it's now. It's an unsettling puppet. He's bad, it's like, complicated, he's like, loosely sort of meant to like, be like a rapper puppet, which like is weird, problematic things, it's, it's, it's bad. Yeah. Little Cal. Um, yeah, um, so he, so, there's a big animation of Dave wrecking shit on this cool planet. He is really good at fighting. Yeah. And it's pretty cool looking. It is. Um, although they're all really good at fighting. Yeah, they are. Um, but then after that, we get just a... Well, Dave tries to have a conversation with Calsprite. And Calsprite just, like, laughs horribly. Like, he says nothing except, like, he, 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 ha, ha, ho. Yeah. It's horrible. So, but this is in the future, remember? Like, pretty far in the future. So, Dave actually talks to Rose after this fight and says it's been about four months, although he can't keep track of time. 
because, again, he travels through time a lot, is the thing that we learn. He's, those turntables are what allow him to do that. Yeah, it turns out they're, like, time turner tables. Yeah. Um, but in this, like, future, they have lost the game, and John and Jade are dead. Yep. Um, yeah, so that's, like, a... That goes off. That's a big bomb. Yeah, so John and Jade are dead, and we hear about that actually indirectly, where uh, I think it's Dave who says we can't win the game without with a dead heir and witch. Right. So that also tells us what Jade's title is going to be. She's going to be the witch of something. We don't know what yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also, so we don't explicitly know that she's dead. We know that she never made it into the game. Because... Right, but, but I think Rose says like that she's as good as dead. Yeah, because, like, presumably the Earth has been destroyed, so they're stuck in the medium anyway. Like, there's yeah. no way they'll ever see each other again. Yeah, so, um, basically what they're doing right now is they're going as far along the timeline as they can to gather information, and then they're going to go back in time, or just Dave is going to go back in time, um, and uh, try to stop this horrible stuff from happening. Yeah. Which is kind of, like, really existential and sad. Uh, and it gets even more existential and sad, because this Rose is like, hey, um, if you go back in time, am I gonna just, like, disappear? Or will I just, like, be stuck in this timeline alone forever? Yeah. Uh, it's, re- yeah, it's really, it's really heavy. It's really, really heavy. I, I can, I vividly remember... The, the, so I, I read this far in one night when I first read Homestuck. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And um, I got I got up to here, and I know that I got about up to here because I got to this page, and it was about 6 o'clock in the morning, and the sun was starting to come up. <laughs> and I was just like, what the actual fuck? Like, this rocked me so badly. Like, oh my god. Like, like I don't know, all of this stuff so far, like, yeah, okay, it's a big cosmic adventure. There's an alternate, alternate dimension. We're going to splinter the timeline. I'm going to sacrifice myself, so I'm never going to get to live my ordinary life, right? That's Dave. And meanwhile, you, uh, our our friend is dead. Our, two of our best friends are dead. And um, you, Rose, are either going to have to live for eternity in this, like, game hell dimension uh, with no one, or you're about to blink out of existence. And no one will ever know. Yep. Nice. Yep. <laughs> um, well, he does say, well, maybe if you... Um... If you go to sleep right now and wake up uh, Dream Rose, then you'll be able... Because apparently the Dream people um, exist kind of outside the timeline. Right. Which is helpful to know. Um, But maybe Dream Rose will retain some of this timeline's Rose's memories. Right. So that's another important thing is that in this timeline, Rose's dream self has woken up. Yeah. And also also apparently it took like... uh, It was a hassle to wake her up. Mm Mm-hmm. And so Dave's like, if you do go back, like, as your dream self, maybe you can uh, do it faster this time and not have all that, all those problems with that, Mm -hmm. which we don't know what they are. Yeah. But then they, they, they sort that out and Rose decides to like go to sleep and okay. So, I mean, there's, there's a funny line in here. Uh, which is Rose saying, um, they're, they're talking about, like, your future dream self. And mm. Rose just goes, I think the true purpose of this game is to see how many qualifiers we can get to precede the word self and still understand what we're talking about. Um, and even yeah. this version of Rose has no idea how right she is. 
And neither do you, Alex. And we will, oh boy, we will get there. Yeah. Um, there is an Arthur in this, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but, you know, they're getting further and fewer. You notice that it's pretty much just when Dave talks? Uh, and Rose. Yeah, that's true. It's pretty much which, all of them except Which, I mean, for Dave, it, for Dave it makes sense, I guess. Like, I guess, but we've talked about this and, like, it's still, yeah. like, super lazy. Yeah, for Rose it really is, like, jarring yeah. to me, at least. Um, anyway, uh, Dave, oh, yeah, um, Dave is like, I'm gonna go now. And Rose is like, good luck. Yeah. Let's hope that I somehow get to continue to exist in some capacity. And then we see mm-hmm. we see the sweet panel of Dave working his time turntable magic. And yeah. um, then we get an establishing... So here's an interesting metatextual comment here. So we get an establishing conversation, right? So you know how normally, like, in movies, like, you do an establishing shot to show where you are in the world in space, right? Right, yeah. In this comic, we've started getting establishing conversations where they'll repeat verbatim, like, just an entire page and like, conversation from before to remind right, to, you, like, that's where we are. To establish, yeah, where we are in the timeline. Right. Which which makes sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's a very useful tactic. Yeah, so where we are now, where uh, we see Dave just as he's entered the medium, and it's actually the conversation that he just had with... Uh, with John, um, just before we went to the future, where he's like, oh, I just got here, uh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm rocketing, okay, cool. Um, uh, yeah, maybe he's, he's, isn't he... Re- okay, wait, remind me, is he lying in that conversation? Isn't he actually just on the roof of his... No, he is in his, uh, he is in the medium, right? He's just still on his yeah. apartment building. Yeah, yeah which is, it's actually, um... It was pretty interesting. I was actually wondering how they would, like, bring his apartment building in. Because, yeah. like, obviously his home is just the fir- the top floor. Yeah. Um. So it, so what it actually is, is um the building, like, the beams of the building are there. And they're, like, kind of sticking out of the lava. Uh, but ju- the only, like, actual building that's left is the top part, which is his, like, their penthouse uh, apartment. Yeah, which, like, also, like, sucks for Dave, because he's been in, like, miserable Texas heat, and now he's in miserable lava heat. Oh, you're totally right. Can't win. <laughs> Can't win. Um, yeah, so, so, right, so, okay, sorry, can you, you probably are gonna need to go, re-go over what this conversation is about again. Um, oh, so, yeah, so, Dave's like, hey, John, I just got into the medium, and John's like, okay, cool, I'm gonna, like, rock it off. And then uh, Dave's like, okay, uh, maybe that's not a good idea. <laughs> Sounds like um, you're fucking something up over there, though, and John ignored him. Yeah. And then um, he messages him back again and just says, wait, all caps. Yeah. Huge break of character. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, this is different from what we just saw, where uh, John blasted off. So... It's an alternate timeline now. Yeah. Um, and by and alternate, we mean this is now the main one. Right. So what happens is uh, the future Dave appears in front of Dave. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dave te- er, messages John and is like, hey, um, my future self just like showed up uh, and is like, 
don't let John rocket off to the next gate. Uh, and John's like, I don't believe you. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and they, at some point, he's like, what do I have to do to convince you? Do I need to fist bump my future self until we both get bloody knuckles and then write you a letter telling you not to blast off in, like, our knuckle blood? Like, what do you need? Um, <laughs> at some point, like, his future, like, future Dave gets on his phone. So I guess Dave's using his computer and then future Dave gets on his, like, phone. And so they're both messaging from the same address, but, like, it, it's in two separate threads and... right. Which we should note that um, Future Dave's phone is a pair of sunglasses with Apple logos on them. Yeah. And, like, a blue light coming from underneath. So they're, like, phone glasses, but with, like, Apple logo. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Which is really funny. So they're still shades. Yeah. Um, um, Future Dave also points out that uh, GC uh, wants John dead. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting because she's been, like, very friendly with him. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's been saying, oh, I'm, like, I'm trying to help you. Like, you fucked up uh, your timeline, and I'm trying to undo that. And then, like, when they had a misunderstanding, there was, like, a genuine, like, reconciliation and, like, fostering of friendship. And she's also the one who's, like, trying to um, speak to the humans in the proper order. Right. Um, and not confuse them. But she wants him dead. Well, she did also have a conversation, I forget who it was with, but she was just like, ha ha ha. If I ever meet you in real life, I will murder you? I will murder you, yeah. And like, I think I think it was John as well. Yeah, yeah, she's like, I will listen to you bleed as I smell you die, like. Right. Yeah. And then, and then she tried to make a case for the fact that like, but that doesn't mean I don't want to help you. And there's a lot of this like, and it's almost weird because I see... How, when everything is, like, so chaotic, you would let this happen? Like, you've got this source of information, and so even if it's really threatening, you would take guidance from it? But things like, um, like, CG is really, like, downright hateful in a lot of his interactions with John, and John is still taking guidance from him. Um, GC is, has been outright, like, murderous in some mm-hmm. of her interactions, and John's still taking her advice, like, but it's kind of bizarre how they just are willing to, like, forget, and, like, the reader's almost willing to forget, too, because it is spread out over so much, like, dense event right. happening, but, like, these, like, they really don't have a great reason to trust these people still, like, they really don't have that much evidence that they're not just trying to, like, super kill them. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's interesting. It's interesting. I know it's going to get unpacked. Eventually. Slowly. Um, So, like, eventually these two Daves convince John to stay on the ground. Yes. Well, and John says that he'll stay on the ground. Right. Um, So, yeah, he says he'll stay on the ground. And then we see um, Dave, both Daves, um, and on one page, future Dave, like, plops, like, these fat stacks of capture cards mm-hmm. on the ground and pieces out. Like, it looks like he's just kind of, like, backflipping into a portal. Yeah. But, oh shit, oh no, he backflipped into the Colonel Sprite. I mean, that was on purpose. Yeah, but I, I didn't see that behind oh. him. Oh. I was like, like, at one page I thought he was just, like, going to disappear. And then the next page, his face is on the Colonel Sprite. And it's Dave Sprite. <laughs> Had, have you heard of Dave Sprite before? I, I, once I saw that, 
I was I had I realized I had like heard that before. Yeah. Mm. But I it I hadn't I hadn't connected it. Yeah, that's that's Dave Sprite. So Dave Dave's Sprite is himself. Yeah. Yeah. Which you'd think would be so in theory that should be really super helpful, but um they later have a conversation that's just fucking useless. Like they go to have a conversation um before we cut away from them for the last time in this reading, where it's like, all right, so, like, Dave Sprite is like, all right, I know all this stuff now, and I'm supposed to be really cryptic about it, but I don't feel like that, so ask me anything. And Dave's just like, why are we so awesome? Yeah. And then Dave Sprite um, is like, what? I'm gonna go draw some comics. Yeah, he's just like, I'm gonna go draw some comics. Remind me what part of, like, Sweet Bro you were on. And yeah. that's all they talk about. We don't learn anything from Dave Sprite. I love that, though. I, I was like... Like, these two work together excellently. Like, the thing that Dave needs in his life is another Dave to, like, I don't know. It's not even, like, check and balancing each other. It's, like, I guess, canceling out each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just sound absorption between the two of them. They become their own little, like, echo chamber that generates exactly, silence. Exactly. And it was really interesting that um, Dave Sprite seems to, like, have complete like sentience mm -hmm. like i i would I, I was thinking before that like the sprites kind of just have like i mean i guess because um nana sprite and jasper sprite are kind of um less characterized right where jasper is a little cat and nana just kind of like goes hoo 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 and bakes right which seems like it's kind of, which seems almost like it's just kind of um acting out like rote um personality traits yeah, yeah but it's no it, but no it's actually nana's right come back to life and she's like oh like i'm alive again i guess i'll just bake some cookies yeah that's just really what nana was like yeah so dave sprite is like a completely um independent being yeah. and he has knowledge of this uh horrible timeline that he's from and he also has the knowledge that the sprites get from the game yeah, which, you know, yeah, like we said, could make him this huge asset, but he's also still Dave. Yeah. So. And also he has, like, a sword through his chest and, like, bird wings. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that's Dave's right. Um, so we left John saying to the Daves that he would uh, stay on the ground. Saying um, to the Daves. Yeah. But uh, he is rocketing away anyway. Yeah. Um, but this time, instead of just kind of, like, daringly staring up into the sky, he yells the, this is stupid line, which Lydia loves. <laughs> That's interesting. I'm not sure. It's interesting that you read it that way, because I didn't read it as him yelling it. I read it as him thinking it. Oh, no, yeah. Like, that's what I meant. But I think his mouth is open. His mouth is open, but I, like, I think it's like, that's his, that's him, it's meant to be, like, a rendering of how he suddenly imagines himself. Like, he just suddenly realizes, like, this is stupid. And he, so... Yeah, so he's thinking, this is stupid. Yeah. Um, yes. So, we go back to Rose. Where she is, uh, it, so, our present day Rose is going to sleep at Jade's recommendation, um, in order to try and better understand the scribbles on her wall. Um, meanwhile, future, uh, Splinter Timeline Rose is going to sleep um, as her timeline is being terminated. So we see her fall asleep, and 
Yeah. Um, well, yeah, so the action reads, uh, Future Dream Rose ceased to exist, which is just, like, this comic. That's rough. Yeah. So she, because we, we see her, like, she lies down, she, like, the the background dims behind her to black, and so then it's just her floating in emptiness, and then mm-hmm. she, like, flashes out of existence. Yeah. To, like, a cute little twinkly melody, and it only takes a couple seconds. Yeah, so, yeah, so there's a, there's a little animation here, which is just a few seconds, and it's, um, yeah, she flickers away, but she also kind of flickers into, um, our current Rose. Right, in the very next panel. So In the animation. In the, oh, right, okay. Yeah, um, so hopefully, uh, she, like, our Rose now has some of future Rose's memories. Right. And hopefully future Rose lives on in some way. I can't actually remember, so I can't really comment. Okay. I wish um, I did. But but yeah, I like I don't know. You guys, this is our first sort of major character death almost. Right. On screen. Uh what about Cal? Cal's dead. Who cares? <laughs> Good. <laughs> I mean it's major in a major way. Like it's He is nothing. actually an extremely important character. <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, we should we should mention um I forgot to mention that um when Dave when future Dave um prototyped himself mm-hmm. uh Cal was on the floor there. So the assumption is that in his original timeline what he did was uh put like prototype Cal and that's how he got Cal's right at that moment. Right. But instead he prototyped himself. Yep. Um, which is funny because Dave Sprite starts to troll GC, um, and he basically tells her off for trying to kill John, um, and says, like, oh, you tried, you did this to try to stop a situation which you just caused by trying to stop it. And, like, she's like, he's like, oh, like, by... Killing John, you're trying to stop me from prototyping myself, but by killing John, you made me prototype myself. And she's like, ugh, self-prototyping is so dumb. Yeah, well, she's like, self-prototyping is so dumb, and so, okay, so self-prototyping is so dumb, but she is, yeah, so she is earnestly trying to be friends, but she's also, so, so what you're supposed to start realizing about GC here is that she's quite friendly, but she's machinating here. Like, she doesn't mm-hmm. n- necessarily... Maybe she doesn't explicitly harbor ill will. Maybe she does. You're not supposed to be sure. Because he's she's very buddy-buddy with it. It seems like they've got a relationship that they developed over the four months of the Splintered Timeline. Right. Somehow. Uh, or no, that's not possible because they lost contact with the trolls in that timeline. So that's another point, is that... Um, right. Well, I think it's that this... Because the trolls only have access to their main timeline. Right, but um, Dave Sprite knows what uh, she was going to say to Dave. Oh. What she's going to say to Dave in the future of this timeline. Okay, right, right, right. Okay, so he just already feels a rapport with her, and she just responds to that. Um, right. And so she, I mean, she does things like, she's Googled up, she Googles up, like, a, an image of, like, a kid from Captain Planet, and, like, sends it to him, and she's like, Dave, it's you. And he's like, and he's nah. Like, 
Uh, he's like so offended. Uh, and then she poorly photoshops, because she's blind, um, some red sunglasses and like a broken sword onto him. And he's like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> so it's like funny, and they're like buddies, but at the same time, they're talking about how like she, he was like, I can't believe you would just callously kill John like that. And she was like, well, I knew it would work out fine anyway in this timeline. And he's like, yeah, but first of all, that fucking sucked to have to live through, A. Yeah. And then B, did you not consider it that possibly, like, so what they start alluding to here, and they've alluded to it a little bit before, but it really comes up now, that the kids are going to do something in this session that's some kind of, like, a radical fuck-up. Like, just really hugely egregious, to the point where it has yeah. repercussions that carry over to the trolls. Right, so she, so she mentions, like, oh, like, she says self-prototyping is so dumb. Um, but she says, like, oh, like, it is, like, a novel thing that no one's done before. You are, like, you guys are bending the rules. Um, but that's not a good thing, because you're, like, fucking it up for everyone. Right. And Dave's whole point is, I only had to do it because of what you did. So, like, have you considered that maybe you actually caused it all? Right. Remember this. Like. And, and she, yeah, she, she did, like, that didn't occur to her. Like, she's like, oh, shit. Yeah. This is, this is, this is... A trait that we'll see over and over again with GC, she loves to machinate, and she always has a master plan in mind, but she often has not thought as far ahead or as thoroughly as she thinks she has. Right. And also, it seems like the universe tends to uh, self-correct. Yes. There is also that. Uh, Well, I mean, as long as you're in the quote-unquote main timeline, then yes. Right, but I just mean, like, she, she tried to kill John to stop Dave from prototyping himself, I think. Mm-hmm. And that, but that's what caused it. Yeah. And she's like, oh shit, I didn't think of that. There's a reason that the spinoff of this comic is called Paradox Space. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. You, you mentioned Paradox Space before. Yeah. But I don't quite know what it is. Um, anyway, here, this, this is where we get the conversation with uh, Dave and Dave Sprite, where they just like hang out and they're like, oh, um, Dave Sprite is like, uh, eventually when you like, oh yeah, he's like, I gave you these, like, capture cards full of loot that you can just, like, use to get through the first two gates pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you level up enough, uh, I can actually come down to the planet with you and fight alongside you. Um, and I guess that's as far as he'd gotten with uh, Calsprite, because Calsprite was on the planet as well. Right. Then they fist bump. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it, it's a big automatopoeia bump. It's a, it's a sweet bro and hella Jeff. I assumed, yeah, because yeah. it was in blue comic sans, all caps. Yeah. <laughs> but it says, bunt. Bunt. Yeah. Um, then we go back to the past. Uh, not yeah, far in the actually, past, just a few hours. We actually, well, we actually flash back to a previous panel. Yeah. Um, which is John opening Dave's birthday present way back in the simpler times. Yeah. <laughs> simpler times today. Uh, when John <laughs> yeah, was just a boy in ago. his room trying to get to his birthday presents. Mm-hmm. Remember back in November? Yep. Um, but yeah, so John is opening Dave's birthday present, and I was feeling a little annoyed with Dave at this point. Like, I just kind of burned out on him as a character, but um, his, like, letter to, to John is really sweet, first of all, and and second of all, because all the kids, they write each other cute letters when they send each other gifts. But um, mm-hmm. So first of all, it's a really cute letter, but second of all, I felt like in this letter... There was, like, the, the like, fragility of Dave's, like, cool guy persona. It's really sad that it took the difference between, like, 
18 and 22 to pick up on this, but, um, this child was 13 years old, but, like, the fragility of that persona, like, was not, like, I was aware of the, like, overt, like, gags about it being fragile or whatever, but, like, I hadn't noticed the ways in which it's, like, and I guess this isn't done always or consistently, but, like, Hussey does a really good job here of writing it as, like, a very, like... Extremely earnest. Like, it's, it's like he's given the inch of, like, telling, like, giving a sincere, um, like, birthday card, and he takes a mile of that. Yes. And it's, it's very, very sweet, and also a very, very cool guy, and it's, like, it's, I'm not gonna read it to you, but it's, it's so cute. Um. Yeah. It's, well, um, and it's, uh, as a reminder, the gift that he gives John is the, um, the authentic prop bunny from the Nicolas Cage kill- film Con Air. Right, which we saw a clip of last time. Alex, did you watch it? I did. I didn't really stick with me because I didn't, hadn't seen the movie. Okay. But, I, <laughs> yeah, it was... I just try to remember the, like, all the times it would cut back to, like, the little girl, and she clearly, like, was not able to cry on camera that day, <laughs> and so instead she was just, like, try, like pantomiming, like, biting back tears or whatever, but she's also five. Right. <laughs> so it's, like, the most clownish, like... It's very, very cute. Right. And then there's, like, without you in the background. Yeah. Um, so this is um, John, as he's flying away, remembering this this letter and that Dave actually really cares for him. Specifically like, in the future, yeah, shooting away on his jetpack, reconsidering yeah. his friend's advice. And he's like, you know what? Dave actually cares for me. If he's, like, worried about my safety using the jetpack, mm-hmm. maybe I will... Turn around. Mm-hmm. Where um, are you getting that he crashes explosively? I just saw uh, 36, or 3565. Hang on, let's I check this. An, yeah, I saw an explosion. Oh, I see. I see where I was misled. Yeah, it is. I, I do see. Okay, so, well, okay, here's the thing. Number one, yes, I see how you would think that he was exploding, but it's just a smoke trail. Yeah. Number two, did you notice the faint watermark of Snoop Dogg? I just saw that now. I didn't notice it the first time yet. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh my god. Why? Because <laughs> of the smoke trail? Maybe. I don't know. That's that's silly. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, he rockets downward, and there's like a reconsider like <laughs> text along his rocket trail. A little quiet onomatopoeia. Yeah. Um, so meanwhile, CG, as this is going on, is... CG is Greytex, Greytex. the first troll we met. Yes. Um, I am trying so hard not to say this character's name. Um, <laughs> You're doing so well, thank you. Thank you. I One of these days, man. Um, so he is uh, scrolling backwards through John's adventure. So he doesn't obviously remember their last conversation, right? He's moving yeah. backwards in John's timeline, forward in his own. Right. So we can talk about this conversation, but first, I just it just kind of clicked with me with this when he said, "I'm scrolling backward through your adventure." Uh huh. Um, are the trolls going? Like, their access to the entire timeline is that just them reading the MSPA in their universe? Almost. Okay. Very nearly. All right, I'm on the right track. Yeah. Because that's really funny. You actually are going to see the gooey of, like, exactly how they're... 
doing it. Great. And I think you're going to lol. Okay. Um, but yeah, so a really beautiful thing here is that um, John is really, really picking up on, like, we saw him do a little bit of it before, but he's, like, repeatedly in just this one conversation doing a bunch of, like, reverse timeline trolling of himself and CG both, kind of. Like, setting yeah. up a lot of their past-for-him, future-for-CG interactions. Yeah. And uh, talking about stuff like how, yeah, so they're going to become reverse anti-mutual friends. And mm -hmm. CG goes, is friendship really an emotion? And John's like, yes, absolutely. If you will be so kind as to remember an earlier conversation in which... I think it was the first one. Or the first one that he just... that. CG said, we're going to be friends. This human emotion called friendship, and John just yeah. shuts him down with friendship isn't an emotion. Fuck nuts. <laughs> um, yeah, so we get another big expo exposition dump here. Mm -hmm. um, e uh, CG basically says, like, look, you have so much guidance in this game. Like, you have your sprites, your exiles, your guardians, your consorts, your time-hopping future selves... Mystical Dream Oracle Doppergangers, and us, like, in another instance. So I just kind of want to run through this uh -huh. and see if I have everything right. Yeah. So there's the sprites, obviously. Mm -hmm. There's the exiles, obviously. The guardians are their parents. No. Slash, no? Well, maybe you're, uh, you're carry on thinking that it, that it means their parents for now. Okay. Sort of. Um, you, I, w I wasn't sure what concerts were, but you mean, you just mean, like, the... The village people. Yeah. On their planets. Okay. Um, Time-hopping future selves, obviously. There's going to be more of those. The first one we've seen is Dave's right. And the mystical dream oracle doppelgangers. So, Our okay. dream selves. Right. Yeah. So the only ones I don't know, I guess, are the guardians, but I'll pretend that I do. Yeah. it's Well, that's sort of a nebulous... That's an overloaded term. They're, it means two different things. Um, on, okay. In one sense, it does mean they're like par parents or parental figures. Okay. So it's like... Related to them. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Um, so we find out where the trolls are. And they say that they're in their instance of the medium, they're in the Veil, V-E-I-L, which is an asteroid belt um, around Skya. And CG tells John that in the, um, in the war between white and black, which apparently... Uh, black inevitably wins because what the white king inevitably dies, um, which is interesting considering um, the white queen's uh, abdication. Yeah, her her nonchalance with uh, deciding to lose the war. Yeah. Um, but basically, the winning side, which is always the black side, um, can hurl these meteors towards Skya, which seems to be what. Uh, happened to Earth uh, when the meteors were hurled toward it, um, which makes me wonder what the uh, relationship between Earth and Sky is. Um, but don't tell me anything. Um, well, so, so I just I do want to clarify because you're not quite correct here. Okay. So the meteors are hurtling towards Sky, and Sky is shielding itself by opening portals to absorb. And those are. Going towards Earth. Yep. From the portals. Okay. Yep. All right. That makes more sense. <laughs> That's, and it's good that you figured that out now. You you should have figured it out from this conversation, but it's not made explicit until later on. But that will make a lot of weird stuff that John's about to do. You'll be able to kind of see where it's headed. Sooner. Okay. 
Um, this veil, which is a meteor or an asteroid belt, also has a bunch of like buildings and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. It seems to be kind of like a, a junk pile. Um, but in these buildings, they engineer the soldiers and agents for the two kingdoms. Right. And so that's where that's where the trolls are right now. Because John's like, well, if you're just huddled in a crater, like that sounds awful. And they're like, no, we're in a lab. Um, yeah. So they're in a research facility on an asteroid in a dead game session. Fun. In a dead in a dead game session. Well, like, so I, like I say dead as me as in like they like have lost their, somehow. Their like, session's over, but they're still alive. Uh, that's loosely what we're meant to interpret right now. Something has gone terribly wrong for them. Okay. And then I think by seeing what the, like, sort of doomed timeline that Rose and Dave went into looked like, uh, it's supposed to give us an idea of just how, like, shitty and bleak that might be. Right. So, um, what CG says, basically, to sum it all up, is, um, there was something that went wrong with, uh, the Earth Kids, um, timeline, or, like, with their game session, mm-hmm. where the meteors arrived at Earth too fast. And there was no chance for the kids to get prepared and to win the game session. So they're destined to lose. Uh, not quite. So the okay. reason... The thing that they ran out of time on is... Um, so the reckoning starts, right? The um, right. The, rec- the reckoning is the meteor shower process. And that starts when the white king dies right right or abdicates whatever um and that starts way too soon in this game and so it's pm's fault sort of we'll see how that goes down that's complicated um but so then once that that begins that's that's what i meant to guess right that it's pm's fault And, and so the idea is that um the idea is that once the reckoning starts it's meant to be like oh okay this is the boss fight and then you're supposed to have had plenty of time and leveled up, and then you go to the battlefield and you defeat the Black King okay. and Black Queen, and that's how you beat the game. But because the reckoning starts too soon, the kids have barely started. You know, one of them isn't even in the game yet, and they've got to like already like it's time to to get going. Which like pay attention to to how that's going on, right? Because so the kids the the reckoning sends meteors to Earth. Mm-hmm. Okay, the meteors coming to Earth were the things that sort of initiated the countdowns for the kids to enter the game. Right. To set in motion the chain of events that causes the meteors to go to Earth, which sets in motion the chain of events for the kids to enter the game. Do you see? Right. right. How it's so a little circle? <laughs> it is. I, I'm imagining from this that um, when they're sent into the medium... Uh, they're sent to before the reckoning. Yes. Okay, but this time they were sent not far enough. No, they were sent. Like I mean, everybody gets sent to sort of a blank instance, but then events start to unfold after that, and they could okay. unfold in a, a variety of rates of speed. Sure. Okay. Um. Yeah. And so, like they said, like like things about this session are just weird for various reasons, and right. Yeah. So, okay, so that's that big exposition dump dispatched with. Um, yes. And so then the last thing that we need to do, okay, so do we want to maybe, do we, do we maybe want to pause here and actually rewatch this? I would really like to rewatch it so we can talk about it. Okay, um, I don't really want to pause because it's easier just to have one sound file. Okay. We can just have it, a few minutes of, is it, just have a few minutes of silence. Okay, yeah, that's fine.
Um, Alright. I won't stop my recording then. <laughs> Ready? Uh, oh, are we going to watch it together? Yeah, sure. Alright, let's do that. Wait, hang on. I'll, I'll go to the actual page. Um, okay, it's going to load at different times, but okay. Mine, the moon just faded out. Yeah, me too. This is the Midnight Crew song that I told you about. Yeah, that's right. That's a real song? Yes. And it, okay. it's actually quite old. I did do some further legwork on that it. Might, so there's the veil. We just yep. saw Skya. We saw some of the planets. There's the veil. Here's Durs. And yes. we can see the Durs kids' there's... kernels in the towers. Right. Here's Jack and his dreaded outfit. He's... Angry. <laughs> Huge bit, blah, blah, <laughs> doodled all over a parking citation. It's a picture of the Black Queen. Yeah. Oh, and now we're, like, spiraling down into the depths of this, like, Baroque, Gothic cathedral are we planet. Gonna, are we going to keep this commentary in? I think we should. Just a little bit. Is that fine? Yeah. <laughs> There's the Black Queen. Yeah. Uh, sauntering down to him. She's so badass. Jack is gazing at her with hate. She's gazing yeah. back and appearing in her study. <laughs> da, 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 da. He's rejecting his princess so, outfit. Yeah, so she wants him to dress up. He's like not having it whatsoever. But then it does. Oh no, then there's a whole montage of terrible outfits yep. that she's making him don. She's so mean to him. <laughs> she's just a He hates it. Oh, he's torn it off. And then we see Dream Rose is awake. And her walls are covered in meow. Yeah. And then meow flashes to CGAT. Yeah. There is mom. She's fighting a thing. Yeah. I think There's you're meant dad to see that that's their denizens. Fighting. There's John's dad okay. fighting the denizen. Dave's bro yeah. fighting his denizen. There's Beck. doing something. Uh, Black Queen is threatening Jack's life. Um, and then he cuts <gasps> off her finger, and that kills her. That explodes her. And he puts on the ring, slowly. Dramatically. Oh, man, He's flashback to that, yeah, flashback to that panel when he was standing over the vault. Yeah. And then we see him put the ring on, and you begin to see him, he's transforming, right? He's silhouetted, yeah. there's a, a sword emerging through his torso. All the prototyped things are like happening to him yeah so he's got giant wings manifesting and and sharp yeah. teeth and well he had sharp teeth but but like a, a then, slash on his eye yeah and then there's a little little epilogue here and it says it's the end of year one yeah it's the first year of homestuck and that's the end of our reading i think that was a fine commentary that's better than me just like describing three things that happened so <laughs> if we were like I feel like I might have been speaking really loudly because I was listening to it. Oh, no, I was too. You can probably equalize the volume. Eh. Sounds like a lot of work. Um, Alex! So that's the end of our reading for this week. It was a lot, but it was a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. I think I, th I imagined that there was more going on in that Jack Ascend thing than I thought. Mm. But it's, it's actually not that much content. It's just very dramatic. Right. So cool, you guys. You gotta watch it. The music is so good. It is good. It's such good, like, intense, like, dark, climactic, like, jazzy video game music. Oh, man. Yeah. Super good. 
Durst is super cool looking always. Mm-hmm. The parents, like, fighting the denizens is super cool. <laughs> Everything's super good. Yeah, so there we go. There it is. Yeah. There's this week. Um, should we go to listener questions? Let's go to listener questions. So if you guys have a question that you want to ask us, you can do that by going to hamsteakpodcast.tumblr.com slash ask or clicking on the little ask us a question button. And then you can type a question that says whatever you want it to say within the character limit allotted to you by tumblr.com. Lydia, what? you don't need to be that descriptive of how the Tumblr ask system works every time. I Well, you don't need to tell me not to. Okay. It's kind of, I don't know, I kind of like to. I think it's fun. Um, right. I don't know who our listeners are that don't use Tumblr. It's probably exactly zero of them. But yeah, you can send us an <laughs> ask on Tumblr. We have a non-turned on. If you want to be anonymous, that's totally cool. Then you can also find us on Twitter. We are twitter.com slash hamstakepodcast. And you can give us that at, or if it's got a spoiler in it, um, you can DM me or send me a Tumblr ask. Personally, I am Brickchip. Like, B-R-I-C-K-C-H-I-P. So our first question this week comes from Tumblr. Uh, it comes from Anonymous. Hi. Who says, hi, good podcast. That's all? Yep. Thanks, Anonymous. Thanks. Good ask, Anonymous. So... Our next question comes from Twitter user Bryofighting, and the question is, this nudie branch looks like PM? And then it's and a then, picture of a nudie branch. Which is a seized cucumber, which looks like PM. Um, we'll link that in the show notes. It looks a lot like PM. It's like shimmery, pearly white, and... It has like two dots that look like her eyes. Yeah. Also, I'm a big fan of the... I, I, I always assumed that there was some kind of, like, fancy Latin pronunciation that made it not literally just nudie branch. Oh, yeah, it's nudie branch. It's the nudie branch. It's the Hydatina Ampelustre nudie branch. Or, unless that's ample luster. Hydratina Ampelustre nudie branch. What, what branch of the company do you work for? I work for the nudie branch. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm good. so sorry about everything. It's okay. Um, our final question this week comes from Twitter. <laughs> and it's from Twitter user Trinity Codex, okay. who asks, What is your favorite superhero-related media? And what would your land of blank and blank be? Hmm. Okay. Alex, do you want to go first, or do you, do you need some time? Mm. I think I can answer it. Okay, you go first. Alright, so my superhero thing... I don't know if it quite counts as a superhero thing. Uh, yeah, okay, I guess Sandman doesn't really count as a superhero thing, does it? Alright, I like Ms. Marvel. I thought it was real cute. I was pretty into it. That was a fun read. And it was... Is that the... Kamala Khan. Um, yeah. She's from, she's from New Jersey. She's my girl. Nice. Um, is that still running? I think so. I don't know. Cool. I hope so. I, I read the first <laughs> volume. I don't actually keep up with print comics very much. Yeah, who has the time or money? Yeah. Um, and do you have a land of blank and blank? Uh, I would have... I would have the land of Christmas lights and clouds. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, I think 
Oh, man. I don't know. My favorite superhero media. It's hard, right? Because they're bad. Yeah. I'm just going to say, uh, like, the 70s Spider-Man cartoon. Oh, nice. Just because, like, that's my primary childhood memory of superheroes. Nice. Um, oh, God, you watched it authentically? Like, you watched it for real on TV? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Um, I don't know. I was, like, seven. You don't know what good quality is. Well, I know, but, like, that's just, that's awesome. I can't imagine encountering that content in any context other than, like, a surreal dive into the deep <laughs> media past. Right. Um, I want to, can I revise my answer, actually? Sure. So does Guardians of the Galaxy count as um, a superhero property? Oh, it has to. Because I super like Guardians of the Galaxy, like, way the more movie? than it has any right for me to. Oh, yeah, I love that movie. I ate that shit up. It is, it is a cool movie. I enjoyed it way too much. Because, like, there was nothing really all that offensive. Um, there were moments that were really pretty off-putting, but the overall plot was not particularly, there's nothing terribly problematic about it. And so I was able to just be like, this is pushing absolutely every single one of my, like, doofy space action movie buttons and not making me very angry in the process. So, like, cool. here I am. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, my land of black and black uh, coffee. No. Huh. It's hard, right? The land of lichen and dogs. Nice. I knew you were going to say dogs. (laughs) I heard you about to say coffee and dogs, and then you were like, wait, that's too, like, it's too basic. Yeah, and, like, land of coffee doesn't really work. Like, it would have to all be, like, boiling hot, or else it would just be, like, room temperature coffee, like, in a lake, which is disgusting. So, in the future, I'm going to give you this tiny, completely meaningless spoiler. One of one of the parts of one of the kids' lands is going to be tea. Nice. So. Nice, 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 It does nice. happen eventually. Cool. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks! Uh, oh, if you want to find us on the internet, I'm Brickchip, like I just said. On Twitter and Tumblr. Oh, on Twitter and Tumblr, and then Alex will tell you where you can find them. I'm Alex, I'm on Tumblr at LeafCrunch, and on Twitter at CrunchLeaf. Nice. That's me. Do we have some pages to read for next time? We do! Nice catch there! Hang on a second. So, next week, we are going to be, uh, oh boy. (laughs) So, next week, we're going to be reading pages 3569 through 3619. Some weird stuff's going to go down. I think it happens in the Vale, if I remember correctly. Uh, And then we're going to get to the year one recap, which is a big wall o text. (laughs) Nice. And, uh, Um, go ahead, sorry. I'm going to have a hard time hearing the Vale and not thinking about the Game of Thrones kingdom. Hmm. It's interesting. Oh, yeah, but so yeah, we're going to recap year one. We're not going to go into completely excruciating detail, because we just did that on, I think, episode 10? Uh, Oh, no, we did that on episode 13. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so we are going to still recap 
a bunch of stuff because it's nice to periodically look back on where we've been and try and remember it all. It is, and next episode is number twenty, so oh, God. that's a nice, it's a nice little roundness. Yeah, jeez, it keeps happening. Is it obvious that I'm stretching as I say this? It's extremely obvious. You just made me yawn. Nice. <laughs> Listen to our exciting podcast. Okay, everyone. Well, have a good day, and I love you. Oh, have a lovely week, everyone. Stay ham steak. Nope. <laughs> ha- ham-, ham it up. That's a good one. Raise the stakes. Ham it up. Raise the stakes. Ham it up. Bye.